Hi guys, and welcome to Life of the Heart. Today, I'll be reading from Navigating the Heart, Who is Dragging You, written by Oak Soup Park. Today's topic is Wisdom, Chapter 2. He is going to be a big man in the future, the time of pain caused by that pride. Kisong Kim is a man that I know very well. He grew up on a small island, and in this village, they grow garlic. There was an incident that happened when he was just a student. Garlic is usually harvested during the early summer. Early in the summer of that year, the people did not take the harvested garlic home. They piled it on the curb so that they could carry it away later. However, one day, Kisong and his neighborhood friend stole someone's garlic at night and sold it. The person who owned the garlic reported it and the police began an investigation. Since it was a small island village, it was quickly revealed that Kisang and his five friends had stolen the garlic, and they were all arrested. Six of them were put onto a boat and hauled over to a police station on the mainland. At the police station, Kisang thought quietly about everything. It seemed as if the punishment would be the same whether he, punished, whether he got punished alone or if he and his friends all got punished together. So he decided to take all the blame by himself. He spoke to the police officer that was handling the investigation, saying, Officer, to be honest with you, I am the one who said it. Let's steal the garlic. I prepared the cart, and I am the one who stole it. I sold the garlic, and I spent the money. My friends just followed me. They have committed no crime. After the police checked to see if it was true, they released the five friends and only locked up Kisong. Kisong was in jail for three months. When he was released, he got onto a boat, to return to the island. He did not know what to do at the harbor because he thought the people of the village would be pointing fingers at him. There was a tractor that was entering the village from the harbor so he got on for a ride. When he arrived at the village, there were some villagers having some drinks at a small store. They saw Kisong and applauded him. The captain of the village gave him a thumbs up and complimented him. Kisong is going to be a great man. I'm telling you, Kisong is a big man. He did not know what was going on. He later found out that throughout the village, people had heard that he had taken the full punishment for the crime and that his friends had been released. This turned a garlic thief into a hero. From then on, a new heart settled inside him. I'm going to become a big man. He then began to think that no matter what he did on the island, he could not become great, so he moved his hoe. While living in Seoul, rather than becoming great, he found it difficult to even eat and get by. But because he thought he would become a big man, he didn't want to do petty things. His, high, his heart was high and arrogant, but he had hit rock bottom and he was hungry. In the end, he became a gangster who lived only using his fists, always thinking to himself, a man only dies once, not twice. This life will end anyway, so let me live it to the fullest. He no longer had anything to fear, and thus, he lived a very rough life. One day, he received a tip that a rival gang was, a rival gang was transporting a large amount of money, so he decided to steal it. With two other members of his gang, he followed the car that was transporting the money. He blocked the path of the car in the deserted area and started a fight in the field. There were six people in the other gang, but they could not defeat the three of them. When the fight was over, he tried to take the bag with the cash, 
but the man holding the bag would not let go no matter how badly he was beaten. Ultimately, Kisung stabbed this man to death and eventually went to prison for murder. Even in prison, because Kisung thought he was destined to become someone great, he continually started fights and did not back down from anyone. Once, Kisung fought with one of the most notorious prisoners. The prison guard punished only Kisung and not the other prisoner. Kisung became so filled with anger that while he was being restrained with a rope, he kicked the guard in the face. In response, he was beaten unconscious by the mobile riot police. Kisung made up his mind to get revenge. While he worked burning wood on the furnace, he took one of the metal rods that was used to push the wood in the fire. After heating the rod in the fire, he broke off a piece about the length of his finger. Whenever he had time, he filled the piece of metal with a he filed that piece of metal into a very sharp point and waited for his opportunity. One day, in one of the hallways of the prison, he took out the, his new knife and held it to, to the prison guard's throat, saying, This world has treated me badly, so now I don't want to live anymore. I want to go to the other world now, but it's going to be lonely to go alone, so you're coming with me. The prison guard trembled in fear. He then dragged the prison guard into a solitary room and yelled out, Hurry up and called the warden. Tell the attorney general to get here, otherwise, he's dead. The entire prison was flipped upside down in that day. After discussing how they could save the prison guard, they decided to get a pillar the size of an electrical pole and ram it into the back of the wall of the solitary confinement room. When 30 people carried the wooden pole and rammed it into the back of the wall, the wall collapsed, and Kisung and the prison guard were crushed under the debris. They were both knocked unconscious. Later on, he woke up only to realize he had been beaten so badly he could not move. After this happened, there was no one who dared bother him in prison. Now they treat me like a human. This is how you're supposed to live life. This is the way he always lived. After a certain period of time, inmates are transferred to other prisons. Whenever Kisan was transferred, if he felt the lack of respect from his fellow prisoners, he would again take a prison guard hostage. His prison sentence continued to increase, but he still did not give in. The longer the prison sentence, the worse his health became. He caught acute hepatitis and lost consciousness. The prison medical officers said that the stability of his body and mind were the most important, but since his internal organs were boiling like an active volcano, he could not be stabilized. As he lay in a small room where he couldn't even stretch out his legs, he would look at the wall curse, laugh, and cry, and release all his rage. There was a moment when he felt as if he had become mentally ill. He had at least been confident about his health, but now that his body had become sick, even though he wanted to fight, he could not fight anymore. As he found himself walking through a long tunnel of pain for the first time, he hated himself tremendously. Soon he became afraid. The pain overtook him. He suffered tremendous amounts of pain, but more than most prisoners would have been able to endure. But that pain did not cause him as much pain as the pain that he was going through now. This was a whole different kind of pain. He asked himself, how did I become like this? The fact that he had entered prison at the age of 23 and spent his entire youth in a prison cell finally hit him. He now felt so grieved about his life. Being in there alone tormented him. If only there is someone I could share my heart with, he thought. How great would it be if there was someone with whom I could have a real conversation. 
His family came to mind, but it was also terribly heartbreaking to think that he would die without even being a good son to his parents. He had never thought about this before. It was torture for him to imagine that his life would end in this solitary room alone where he could not be visited by anyone. One day, there was an execution scheduled for one of the death row inmates. The inmate pitifully resisted while being dragged away. When he looked closely, he realized that it was a death row inmate who had fought over a cigarette butt just a day before. This inmate had been so full of his own strength. It was as if Kizong was looking as, at his own image. That's exactly the way I'll be leaving. Why did I live like this? He wanted to turn away from his life and find a new one. Since then, a great change occurred in Kizong. He has since been released and is now living a life that is completely different from the life he lived before. That is the end of chapter 2. Thank you for listening, and if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave me a rating and review. Thanks again, and I will see you next time on The Life of the Heart.